What's going on, listeners? You're listening to What the Podcast. I'm your host, David Nicholson, and with me, as always, is your co-host, Nikki Nicholson. Yay, it's me. I'm here. <laughs> on today's show, we have some weird news, which is absolutely some weird news today. I know I say that every time, but today it's it's pretty weird. Celebrity birthdays and this day in music history, along with our picks. Today's picks are holiday themed, so listen to the end so you don't miss the hilarious episode of What the Podcast. How's it been going, Nikki? What do you mean? What's going on? How's it been going? It's life. It's life. We have another flat tire. Now, how bad a luck do we have with tires? Just. It's not just tires. It's just, in general, we have very, very suckish luck. Well, we have bad luck, especially with tires for some reason. This is like our fifth or sixth flat tire in a few months. I don't get it. I have no idea how in the world anybody can have such rotten luck with tires. Yeah, it totally sucks. That put me in such a bad mood this morning. We had gotten up. We had gotten dressed. It was going to be a great day. We was going to church. Today was the Christmas celebration for church, so I was really looking forward to that. I hit something in the road. I have no idea what it was, and I thought, oh, if we get a flat tire, if we get a flat tire. Made it all the way to church. No low tire light came on in the car, and I thought I was in the clear. But then after church on the way home, ding, ding. Right at Bow Meadows, too. <laughs> flat tire alert in the car. Yeah, they, it's right at the one place. Well, not the one place, I want to say that, but like, it where our cell phone service where it's completely dead is where we get the the low tire pressure that like it luckily who we plans made it that home. luckily we made it home we didn't have a flat tire completely we made it home but on the coldest day of the week it's been like in the 60s and 70s and today then, it's a whopping the high was 42 and it was snowing outside so i get home and it's time to change the tire Luckily, I got it changed. Got the dummy on there. Hopefully, we'll go get it fixed tomorrow. But enough of the rant on the tire. We kind of got a Christmas theme going on in here. Oh, you not know more. It was changing colors, but now you got it set on a solid color. Yeah, it's set on orange. Our overhead lights, they flash and they change colors. I like different color lights. So, Nikki was playing with it, and she had them changing colors like Christmas lights, but now they're set on, I guess that's yellow. It's orange orange okay now you turn them off it's dark in here Ooh. okay oh i was looking at them when you did that she turned them white all right you want to do some weird news sure why not all right let's do some weird news and this weird news is brought to you by fox news and upi.com so if you want to follow up on any of these stories you can definitely go check them out at fox news or upi.com so the top story California man sues a psychic who said she could remove a witch's curse from him. He's asking for $25,000 in damages. What do you think of that? That's ridiculous. Let's read on. A California man is suing a Los Angeles psychic. He he paid for... uh, Well, no. A a California man is suing a Los Angeles psychic he paid uh, for fraud because she allegedly allegedly claimed she could remove a witch's curse put on him by his ex-girlfriend for $5,100. So he paid her $5,100. She did not remove the curse. 
And in return, he's suing her for $25,000 in damages. I guess that must have been a really bad curse for twenty-five grand. Yeah, but my chances are, isn't that stuff like hexes and stuff, it only has power if you believe it? Apparently he believes it. <laughs> so, he, yeah. We're just going to go out on a limb here. I'm going out on a limb here and say the dude's nuts anyway. So, if they give him like 25000 in damages, the state of California is our idiots. Well, yeah, he paid $5,100 to begin with, which, okay, now I can say only paid. That's a pile of money to pay for anybody to remove a curse to begin with because I could have done it for him for half the price. But... Well, I mean, they, what was it, it was 2500 for um, Tara and Letty May to have some chick that worked at Bright Aid do a little hoodoo or whatever. You're talking about a TV show. This is real, actual life. This is real magic right here. And she did not, she failed to perform. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face when I'm saying that. I'm done with that. I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. He's suing for $25,000 in damages. Okay, moving on, our next story. North Carolina <laughs> sisters say a stranger's body showed up in their mom's casket after a funeral home mix-up. The stranger was dressed in her mom's clothing, according to the report. I can't even laugh at this. This is terrible. Two, sis two sisters from North Carolina said they made a startling discovery earlier this month when they found a stranger's body inside the casket that was supposed to contain their mother, a report said. So, the funeral home dressed this stranger in their mom's clothing and put the stranger in their mom's casket. That is weird. I told you today's weird news is weird. I mean, if you went, let's just say if I went, okay, my father passed away. If I would have went to the funeral home and walked up to the casket to pay my respects, you know, it wasn't him. I would be mad, but I'd probably laugh about it now because it's been a few years ago. <laughs> I'm going to say no, I, I, and, and no, no, well, I don't know the word that I'm thinking, or like uh, there's a word for it, but we'll just say for no uncertain terms, I'd have been highly pissed. Family show, highly angry. Now, hold on a second. Many, many years later, would this story start with, so there I was, or remember when? <laughs> Probably. Remember when the dude screwed up mom's funeral? You know, like, no, that's not what you want to do. So there I was at the funeral. <laughs> I had to identify and make sure that it was, in fact, so-and-so. And then, there you go. We forgot to play the weird news intro music. Oh well. Oh well. No weird news music for you guys today. So keeping up with our animal theme that we do on every single episode, it seems like animals wind up in classrooms. A deer was removed from a classroom at a Tennessee elementary school. Wildlife officials in Tennessee said an officer responded to an elementary school where a deer forced its way into the classroom through an emergency exit. So why is a deer coming in through the exit? Forced its way through the emergency exit? Well, it kind of seems like if it's an emergency exit and the deer came from outside, it's not really a good exit because that means they can't open it from the inside. Now, if this deer attends <laughs> school, 
if this deer attends school, you'd think it would know how to read entrance and exit by now. Well, actually, it's an emergency exit, so it should be it should be red and white. Yeah, what's what's this deer going into the out for? Especially the emergency exit. You're right. He wanted to go. He wanted to go into the out. Yes. So, alrighty, guys, that is your weird news stories for today, December the nineteenth, and we are going to move on to celebrity birthdays. You want to do some celebrity birthdays? That's always fun. I like yes. celebrity birthdays. I like to know. We got some good ones today, too. Again, I know I say that all the time, but today's just, we really got the goods on today's show. Today's going to be a good show. <laughs> we shall see. You guys enjoying it so far? I think the weird news was great today. The little tire story was great today. <laughs> the tire story. Celebrity birthdays is great today. We also got some good music history today. Today's just going to be a good show. We got the all goods. Right then. Stay listening. We got, we got the goods today. We got the goods. Alright, as promised, some really good celebrity birthdays today. People that everybody knows, hopefully. And if you don't know who they are, I'll tell you exactly who they are. Of course, everyone knows Alyssa Milano. She was made famous on Who's the Boss when she was just a kid. She was with, a kid then, though. Yeah, but she was made famous there. That's where her name really got started. Alyssa Milano played Sam on yeah, Who's I know. the Boss. Yeah. And she, then she was also Phoebe <coughs> as one of the Hallowell sisters from Charmed. Yes, I was going to say she was also on Charmed in her later life. Uh, Chris Angel, another birthday today. Chris <laughs> Angel, known as Mind Freak. Are you ready? Yes, that guy. Done some amazing illusions on TV. Chris Angel, super, super cool mu musician. Musician. Too many Christmas. I'll get it out right. Magician. You want to try that again? <laughs> yeah, I said it. I got it right. No, you Magician. Didn't. You screamed twice. <laughs> no, I did. Yes. I said musician, then I said magician. Magician. It's a magician, not, not a magician. <laughs> <laughs> but he does great stuff. I mean, the guy walked on water. The guy levitated between buildings. The guy sawed somebody in half. Well. Without a saw, he just pulled them in half. Yeah, he pulled a. But we, yeah, I did some research on that. That was proved. That was proved real because he's a real musician. No, it was proved bogus because he took someone who had no lower half and put a midget in pants. He's a real. <laughs> he's a real musician. Excuse me, a little person. I apologize. Yes, that was kind of terrible. Anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal. Do you know who Jake Gyllenhaal is, Nikki? I know who he is, um, but the only thing that's really coming to my mind is Donnie Darko. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal has a birthday December the 19th, and Christy Swanson. Now, you mentioned Alyssa Milano being in Charmed, which was kind of a spinoff or whatever. It was kind of not even really a spinoff, but it was kind of like along the same lines and famous whenever uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was out. I think they still make charm though, don't they? Or they do a, do a re reboot? They did a reboot with little girls, but well, not little girls, like middle school, maybe high school. Not really a spinoff of Buffy. I got that wrong, but it was kind of famous when Buffy was out. But personally, but Christy I, Swanson was the original, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the movie uh, with Paul Rubens, which was hilarious watching Pee Wee Herman play a vampire. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was the guy at the end of it was kicking the wall going, ah, ah. I, 
honest to God, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, the it's original a great Buffy. movie. I don't think I've ever seen the original. I used to watch the uh, like the TV show with Sarah Michelle Gellar, but I never, I've never seen the movie. The TV show took it too seriously. The movie was hilarious. It was like a comedy. But it had an amazing cast, so it didn't what, matter. What the TV show? Yes. But they just. They just took it too seriously because the, the the movie was a comedy, and then they made the TV show, and everybody was excited about it. But which it was, it was legit loved. horror. I know, but I thought it was going to be more like the movie, like a comedy horror. Nah. So Marla, I, I guess I'm going to butcher this. Sokoglov. I don't know who that is. I have no clue. She played Stephanie's friend on Full House, Gia. Hmm. Okay. So, she's got a birthday today, and personal favorite of mine, Mike Lookalin. He's got a birthday today. He was Bobby Brady. The original Bobby Brady. Oh, okay. The little boy, the little young youngest son. Yes, on the Brady Bunch. That, he's got a birthday today, and I'm sure he's pretty old today. But Yeah, I'm going to say that he's pretty old today. He's getting up there. I mean, he's not old, 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 but he's probably in his... 50s, 60s. 60s, definitely. But anyway, I know our next segment coming up is one of your favorites, music history. Even though it's not always about rock bands and your type of music, it's still music history and you still like it, right? <laughs> so let's do some music history, shall we? Yes, we shall. All right, let's play that music history intro music. Because we forgot, I can't believe we forgot the weird news intro music, even though it's just dun dun dun. But... We missed it. We dropped the hammer on that one. Well, why don't dropped you go ball. back and just space it out? You can no, do it. Put it in no, the center. No, 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 no. Oh, we're still recording. We're still recording now? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I can't go back and put it in there now because we done recorded that we forgot to play it. Wouldn't make no sense going into it saying, oh, well, we forgot to play it. we end up having to just redo the entire thing. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Well, let's <laughs> play some... Not play some, but let's do some music history. We'll cue that music history music now. Alrighty, welcome back again to music history, right? Music history, yay! Yay! Alright, you want to start us off? Um, sure. Um, today in 1957, The Music Man opened on Broadway. And if you're not familiar with The Music Man, you're not the only one. All I know is it is a very famous musical, and it's a Broadway production, obviously. It opened on Broadway, and a lot of people really like it. I've never really seen it, but I've heard some of the songs from it. And they're actually, I mean, for old-time music, they're not bad. It seemed like it would be a pretty legit show to see. It might be. I don't really know a whole lot about it myself, <laughs> so I can't say whether it's amazing or... It's crap. It's not just, cats. Cats is crap. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, coming from the man who created Phantom of the Opera, and then you have cats. Phantom of the Opera was amazing. He completely just he went in the total wrong direction of that. But we're not we're not that's a whole another story, and we'll save that for another time. In 1960. Frank Sinatra recorded his first session with his very own record company. Oh, I, I love me some Sinatra. Yeah. Isn't he the one they call Blue Eyes? Oh, yeah. Oh, Blue Eyes. Or wasn't he the one they called Blue Eyes? Yes. 
Because I don't believe he's with us any longer. No. Mr. Snosher's been dead for quite some time. Um, let's see here. Next is um, in 1980, 9 to 5 with Dolly Parton opened. Have you ever seen that movie? Actually, no. That is a great movie. In it's a musical, but it's a great movie. Doesn't it have like Burt Reynolds in it or something? No, no Burt Reynolds. I thought it was Burt Reynolds. Lily Tomlin's in it. You don't know who that is, neither. Okay. Anyway, these women are working for this kind of a sexist boss or whatever, and they wind up like kidnapping him and teaching him a lesson. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! So sounds, sounds like a good time. They tie him to his rolly chair. Oh yeah, that definitely sounds like a good time. In 1992, Neil Diamond's Christmas in Washington aired on NBC. I actually remember that. Do you? Mm-hmm. I do not. But. Um, 2001, VH1 premiered Too Legit, the MC Hammer story. Hey, who didn't love some hammer back in the day? <laughs> he became a minister? Too legit. And you actually got to see him preach a sermon. Yep. I got to meet the man. And he said he wore a lot of cologne. Yes, he did. <laughs> a lot of product. Like, it, it was almost like he just got into a bathtub, laid down, and they poured it on. Like, it was super strong. But I guess it's... Hey, you work up a sweat, you got to have a lot of cologne to cover up the body odor. I have to say, though... Honestly, though, I think that was the reason because he was a very active... Charismatic? Yeah, like when he was up there and doing his thing, he was like really active, like kind of... I don't know how to explain it, like into it. Like there was a lot of movement and a lot of animation and, and, and that kind of thing, so... I mean, I could totally see, but yeah, he totally wore entirely too much cologne. Uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Alright, in 2001, Scott Whalen of Stone Temple Pilots pled guilty to domestic battery. Yes, may he rest easy, because he's no longer with us. Great band, though. Great, great band. Well, there's more to that story. But I didn't cover all that, and I don't... We don't need to get into logistics. We just know that that's what happened. Period. Okay. Um, in 2001, Madonna appeared on Dateline. I remember that, but I don't remember exactly why. And that's not a dating show for you children that are listening. No, it's news. <laughs> and I think it was... It, wasn't that about the time the whole Dennis Rodman thing was going on? I don't know. I know that Madonna got really mad when someone insulted her lingerie picture recently and she did not accept the apology. <laughs> Madonna's very vocal. I heard about that. Um, that I can't was, remember who it was that insulted it. It was 50 Cent. Oh, yes it was, wasn't it? <laughs> but anyway, when I heard about that, I, I laughed hysterically because... I mean, he's, he has no room to talk about anybody's way of being. Like, just no. So, in this matter, I, I side with Madonna on that. 
Well, I do too, because she wasn't trying to go out there and be the sex goddess that she once was. She was just modeling. and She was, but the thing is, her point was, it doesn't matter if you're 25 or you're 60. If you still, you have every right in the world to still feel sexy. That's what it was about. That, that feel whole comfortable thing. in your own body and clothing, yes. Yeah, that's all it was. It didn't have anything to do with you know, obscenity or, you know, the way things were back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, things like that. It had nothing to do with that. Have you seen the photographs? Sort of. I've never seen them, so I can't say either way, but I'm sure that it's tastefully done and Madonna being the famous queen of pop that she is, I'm sure she made them wonderful. So I'm not going to insult them and I'm not going to insult her for doing them. Oh no, I have no, I have nothing bad to say about it, but I just think that people just need, and it doesn't matter what your stature is, where, what your economic standing is, whatever, you just need to mind your business. Okay, so you have an opinion, but you don't have to, like, disrespect people to the public. Well, 50 cents, 50 cent, he's... It's publicity either way you look at it. So he got a little bit more famous for doing it. She got a little bit more famous for having it done. Yeah, but still, just people need to mind their business. There'd be a lot less. Although, who in the right mind doesn't know who Madonna is? You'd be surprised. So, you want to do our picks? Sure, why not? Yeah, we're getting off on our tangent here. In 2001, Madonna appeared on Dateline. That was the whole point for music history. So that's it for music history. We're going to do our picks now, and our picks are going to be our favorite favorite Christmas characters. So these are our Christmas characters. They don't have to be your favorites, but they're ours. Stick around after the music. Alrighty, welcome back after the intro music that we did not forget this time. <laughs> yep. We've gotten them all except for weird news. Oh well. Oh well, you're right. It'll be okay. Yeah, it has to be. Alright, so our, we're going to do our favorite Christmas characters. These are our favorite Christmas characters in no particular order, but who do you want to start off with? What do you mean, me? Yeah, start, start off, off with one. Um, because it's such a, an iconic thing, um, and because it means a lot to me because of my mom, I gotta go with Bumble. Bumble. The abominable snowman from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> yep. He was always in a bad mood. Why? He had bad teeth. Because he had a toothache. <laughs> Claymation. So, once... Yukon uh, Cornelius and that little elf guy. I can't remember his name right now. But they they got his teeth out. He's all happy. And then he went to the, the North Pole with them and he was the, you know, he put the star on the tree. he became toothless. No, toothless was a dragon. Yes, but he became toothless. But the cutest thing ever is when he starts eating his fingers. Too. I love it. <laughs> anyway, and he's on our Christmas tree. Um. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's definitely on there with a branch coming right between his legs. Yep. He's got to stay <laughs> on there somehow. Yeah. He's not on a hook. All right, so. He's a plushie. 
I'm going to start mine draft, not draft, oops, sorry, spitballers, didn't mean to say that. I'm going to start my picks <laughs> off with, I listen to a lot of the spitballers. If you guys haven't listened to the spitballers, go over and listen to them. Look them up. They are hilarious. They are a great podcast. And they do something called drafts at the end of their show, but theirs is more competition, where ours is just for fun of picking things that we like to pick. Yeah. So, I'm going to start my pick off with... Ralphie, played by the immortal Peter Billingsley. I wouldn't say immortal because he hasn't been in a ton of stuff, but he played Ralphie in A Christmas Story. That is his... Claim to fame. Yeah, like everybody knows Ralphie. And... He had a rough childhood with the old man. (laughs) Actually, no, he didn't. Um, But... He, that is just, that movie has been watched so much that I could care less if I ever see it again. It's a great movie. It is a Christmas classic. It is, and the only reason I said he had a rough childhood, because whenever he cussed, whenever his dad knocked the lug nuts out of his hand, his, he got soap in his mouth. Okay, that leads to a rough life. That leads to a rough life because if you remember later in life, he came back and he was... That was a dream. (laughs) He was That was a dream because of soap (laughs) poisoning. (laughs) And the worst acting in the the free world. So, Ralphie is my number one pick for favorite Christmas Mm -hmm. character. Who do you have next? My next has to be Clarence. Clarence from... It's a Wonderful Life. I love Clarence. I've never seen that movie. You need to watch it. It's on every Christmas. There shouldn't be any reason you can't watch it. It's a great movie. It just doesn't seem interesting to me. It's cute. It's a good movie. All I remember is from the Gremlins. Mom's watching it on the Gremlins and she's like watching it and there's somebody running down the street saying, Merry Christmas movie theater, Merry Christmas, whatever. That was George. That's when he realized that everything, you know, his life wasn't that bad. So. So, yeah, it's a great movie. And I love Clarence. He's goofy. Clarence (laughs) is an angel? Yes. He's a guardian. He's George's guardian angel. So, you got Clarence and Bumble. I've got Ralphie. And my next pick will be Willie Soap, played by, and I will say, the immortal Billy Bob Thornton from the movie bad Santa. Willie Soak was hilarious. Now I will say Willie had a rough life. But he made his life rough. (laughs) He had a drinking problem. A little bit. And he had to dress in Santa Claus suits every year and have tons of little kids pee on him and spit on him and sneeze on him. Oh that was gross. (laughs) But he did do it because he wanted to rob stores, so. And in the second one, he wanted to rob a charity. But then he ended up not doing that. Right, he felt bad. So Willie Soak from Bad Santa, played by Billy Bob Thornton, will be my second pick. And do you have a third one? Yeah, I do. As soon as you light your phone up and read what it was. Yeah, because I can't remember. Um... I'm just going to say, because it's both a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie, I'm using Jack. 
Jack Skellington from... The Nightmare Before Christmas. <clears throat> okay. Not a bad pick. And I will... And he did He did look super cute in his, his Santa Claus outfit. That... Um, Sally made for him. We have to ask the judges, will they accept Jack Skellington as a Christmas character? What's that? Yeah. Yes, they do accept Jack Skellington as a Christmas character. <laughs> we have no judges. He's literally <laughs> talking to the wall, guys. He's lost it. He's lost it. The judges gave a thumbs up unanimously that Jack Skellington is a Christmas <laughs> character. Do you smell toast? <laughs> Are you having a jerk? Do you smell toast? No. Um... And we do have judges. I'm the judge. <laughs> yeah, judge, jury, and executioner. Anyway. I started this show. I'm the judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jack Skellington, what do you like about Jack? Just the fact that he's Jack Skellington? Jack is awesome. He's very ambitious. Um, but just like everybody else in your day-to-day -day when it's the same thing over and over and over again... He got tired of it, so he decided to take over somebody else's holiday. Well, guess what? It didn't work out for him, and he realized that he was the Pumpkin King. There's morals in that story. There are morals. The moral of the story is don't fall in love with a ragdoll. No, that is not the moral of the story. <laughs> because of her, it wasn't too late for Santa Claus to fix Christmas. Because he's Santa Claus. All right, and my next pick will be Thurman Merman. And those of you who do not know who Thurman Merman is, I'll refer you back to Willie Soak and Bad Santa because Thurman Merman was the kid that befriended Willie Soak and Bad Santa. That Although, befriended Santa Willie. He called him Santa, yes. Even in the second one, he was still calling him Santa occasionally. But Willie did not want to befriend the child at first. He tried to shove him away and was mean to him. But by the end of the movie, he really came around. He wanted some sandwiches. Yeah, I gotta make for some sandwiches. But the second one, Thurman Merman is an adult. And Willie tries to buy him a woman of lower virtue. And <laughs> he walks out of the hotel room thinking that things are going to happen and the kid comes out screaming and running away. Ah! <laughs> yeah, we're not going to... We're going to leave it there. This is family friendly, remember? Yes, it's family, family friendly, but that was funny. Who's your next pick? Um, we got five of them each, by the way, so still got a couple more to go. Yes, um, this one I'm going to use... Um, because it's just funny and I love the song that goes with it. So I'm going to use the Heat Miser from A Year Without Santa Claus. Because <laughs> everything melts in his clutch. Yes. <laughs> and he likes, he likes everything to be 101. Do you like the Snow Miser at all? Not really. Because I'm, I'm not really one that likes cold. I don't either. I would like it to be 101. No. No, no, no. Give me a straight, you know, 70, 72, and I'm perfect. Well, I'd rather it be 101 than below 30. This is true, too, but I can... I don't like 
One is staying the same, the other one is not. And one's slower than the other. Anyway, anyway. We're talking about our lights again. Yeah, see, it like stops and then goes. And They're ridiculous. Anyway, um, but yeah, I would rather it be, I, I, I would rather be cold, like have it colder outside and be inside where the, the heater's running and, and stuff like that. Because you can put clothes on. You just went completely different. You said you like the heat miser, but you don't like the cold. Now you're given justification to be in cold. No, I like the heat miser because it's just it, it's just it keeps a great character. Okay. Did have anything to do with the hundred and one? It had everything to do with the great character. He was so, better than the cold miser. So my next pick will be Frank Cross, and if you're not familiar with Frank Cross, he's played by Bill Murray in Scrooged. And the reason I like Frank Cross is because he is the best version of Scrooge out there. I would rather watch Scrooge than I would A Christmas Carol any day of the week because... But that Christmas Carol that we watched last year, the really dark one... It was pretty good. That was a good version of The Christmas Carol. Over Christmas, that was a very good version. I don't remember, but whoever played Scrooge, Scrooge, did a fantastic job and deserves like an Oscar for that. He but was fantastic. If you want to laugh your rear end off, Scrooge. Yes, Bill Murray, hands down, the the little fairy that follows him around and hits him with the toaster. It's hilarious. Yes, it's it's great. So. Did you try Staples? <laughs> she hit me with a toaster. <laughs> it's a bone, you lucky dog. There's lots of great lines in that movie. Oh yes, oh, yes. it's very great. It's a good movie. If you need a you need a good laugh, because you know everybody everybody doesn't feel the same way about the holidays. Some it's rougher for some than others, but that's a good movie to kind of help you. It's also got Bobcat in it. Yeah, but not your normal. He wasn't his normal self in that. But he was in it, and he was great. Yes, but he wasn't his normal, like, out there in left field dude that he normally he is. got fired, and he came back with a shotgun. So. Nah, that's still not. I mean, Scrooge versus Police Academy with two totally different versions of, of the man. Well, so, yeah. he's not a one-trip pony. No. So who's your fourth? Or your fifth? fifth? This will be your fifth. This is your final pick. None other than the opposite of Santa Claus. Krampus. <coughs> Santa Claus's evil twin brother. Krampus. He comes by and scares little children. In, in, in some mythology he does, and some he takes them. It just depends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he eats them. It just he depends. was in a movie we watched one time. Oh, it was called Krampus, wasn't it? Yes, Holy it was. moly. It had Tony Collette in it. Yeah. Man, that was bad. I was like, he was in a movie. What was that movie called? <laughs> and then it was... It's Krampus. Yeah. Yeah, um, but he is the, the complete opposite of Santa Claus. Santa Claus is, oh, I'll leave you coal. And Krampus is more like, I will fuel your nightmares. <laughs> Doesn't he eat children? It uh, depends on the story. 
but yeah, he sometimes he does. Sometimes he takes them. And sometimes he just scares them. And sometimes he shakes them, like holds them up and shakes them and scares them. It just depends on which story you're paying attention to. All right, and my final pick of the evening is none other than the man himself, the Jolly Elf, the big man in red, the man that you see at the end of every Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the man who at the eight tiny reindeer, the man that all the songs are about. <laughs> you kicked me in the leg. <laughs> I think they get it, or they're going to shut it off. Santa Claus. There we go. Good job. Good job. So that's it. That's our show for today. Merry <laughs> Christmas, you guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy holiday, whatever it is you celebrate. Stay safe and be good to each other. Absolutely. And we'll see you next year on what? What? Hold on. Hold up. In the words of the awesome Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other and we will see you next year. You'll you'll hear us next year. We won't see you because this is not YouTube. Happy 2022. May it be better than the past couple years. I hope so because I can't take another year like this. All right. Later. Bye.